Hello, friends. Welcome to our podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. If you haven't done so before, go ahead and follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at Point of View Pod and on Twitter at podcast underscore POV. And if you're looking for a fun, positive Star Wars community to be a part of, be sure and join our Facebook group. And you can find us at a certain point of view discussion group. Thanks and enjoy the show. So what I told you is true from a certain point of view. Hello there. And we're back. Welcome to A Certain Point of View. I'm Michael. I'm Ben. And this is a Star Wars podcast. Ben, we're back. We are back. And better than ever. Yeah. Oh, that was a... Totally stole that <laughs> that tagline from Mike and Mike. It's a sports show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And better than ever. Sorry, Mike and Mike. <laughs> Dude, how's it going? It's going good. Mr. Married Man. I am married now. That is a thing. I am a husband (laughs) Um, and a father to a chihuahua. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So things are going great. (laughs) Man, that happened fast. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, Stay safe on the honeymoon, kids. Shotgun. (laughs) But anyways. Okay. Oh, God. Um, you can edit that out. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, it's going good, though. It's going great. Um, we're still, like, getting everything moved in and, like, actually settled in. Not actually moved in. We have everything moved in. We're getting everything unpacked still, sure. which I think we'll be doing for the next year. <laughs> Ten years, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, it's good, know, though. That's great. Well, yeah. your, your room looks great. Thank you. Yes, I'm liking the yeah, I'm liking um, the cave over there. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. We've got, I've got my computer up on my desk now, so I've got some cool little RGB lights that I can change the color of and all that. We got a bookshelf back here now, which is fun. Yeah, this is great um, for podcasts, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, welcome to my crib. Uh, it's really hard to do this in audio format, but you know. <laughs> we figured we'd take c- this episode and just kind of do a tour of Ben's studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be impossible to follow, but y- you'll get the gist. <laughs> Let me ask you this. We've, you know, we've been on a break for a while, a couple months now. Mm-hmm. Um, did you take a break from Star Wars or did you, uh, have you kind of eased back into Star Wars? What did, what did your month or two, your break look like? Yeah. Star so, yeah. So I think that, um, I, I, so I'd watched some of the movies recently. Um, I was like, I would think we were just randomly watching like, some prequel stuff here and there just cause I was in a little bit of a prequel mood. And then, um, and then I did take, I feel like I did take a break, not even on purpose. Really. I think I just took a break. Um, because you know, obviously I was busy getting married and all that stuff. Um, and even like, uh, playing the old Republic game, um, on my PC, I kind of, you know, we, we got an, a Nintendo switch for, our 
our wedding. And so I had been playing a lot of like Zelda and Mario Kart with her um, and stuff. And then whenever she started playing Zelda, I had to find another game to play while she played Zelda um, on the Switch. So I <laughs> ended up there's like now there's a new game I'm playing on PC. And so it's like I feel like I just kind of went off on a little um, little break from Star Wars almost on accident. Um, but obviously whenever, you know, October started, I was like, well, Mandalorian time because <laughs> we're getting the Get new season it. soon. So, um, so yeah, I've started watching the first season again. That's great. Um, and then just kind of, you know, strolling around on Star Wars Twitter a little bit, <laughs> um, and stuff like that. But I haven't like taken a deep dive back into Star Wars. I'm kind of getting back into it. We did watch Empire Strikes Back in theaters uh, over the break. Um, <laughs> and Michael fell asleep in the theater. Guys, hold on. Hold um, on. I have to explain. <laughs> I am ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself. I was going to tell this to you guys. I, I didn't know Ben was going to tell you, but I was going to tell you anyway. So you're we, welcome. We decided. Yeah, thanks, Ben. We decided to do a double date with uh, with us and our wives and, um, you know, Ben's wife and my wife, not our multiple wives. Um, <laughs> <Yes>. So <laughs> we decided to, to do a double date and go to dinner and watch Star Wars, um, watch Empire Strikes Back because it's playing in a theater near us. And so we thought that would be super fun. So. We had a super late dinner. What time was the dinner? Like eight something? Yeah, like, something like that. It was like we had a late dinner and it was really good, really filling. <laughs> and um, then we went to the theater. The movie started, I want to say like 9.30, it was 45. Like a, yeah, it was like a 9.45 Which show, means the movie didn't actually start till like 10.15, even though the movie is 40 years old. Um, <laughs> they still did previews. And so... Um, yeah. Yeah, so basically, y'all, I fell asleep. I I yeah. was just so tired, and and I'm ashamed because this was my first time to see The Empire Strikes Back in theaters, and I fell asleep. I will forever yeah. regret it. So <laughs> I I want to apologize to all of our listeners out there. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to George Lucas. I'm sorry, George. Wait. I'm sorry, Mark. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Lawrence Kasdan. I'm sorry, Yoda. Uh, you, I, I really am sorry, but let's get back on track here. Yeah. So, um, that's good. That's good. It's good to have a break sometimes, dude. It's it, yeah. even, even when you love something, the thing is there hasn't been anything new. Um, right. You know, for the most part, it's star Wars land. There's just been very, very quiet. Oh, we picked a great time to have a break. Yeah. It, it's just started picking up again. So. Um, yeah, I, I kind of was similar, although I think I did do a little more than you did. I, I, uh, I watched The Last Jedi at some point over the last couple of months, like early on. Nice. Just cause. Um, <laughs> and then I also watched a couple episodes of Rebels here and there just cause. And then, uh, I watched the tr uh, Trials of the Darksaber. Um. Oh yeah. So good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then Empire Strikes Back, obviously, and then I started rewatching The Mandalorian, and now we're here, and I've been watching trailers you know, that, that they've been releasing and all that stuff. So yeah. that leads me into, 
our first little subject of the night. Let's talk about this trailer. So as we are recording this podcast, about, I mean, what do you think, 30 minutes ago, 30 to 45 minutes ago? Yeah, the like that. The Disney just released, or Lucasfilm just released a new, it was called a special look is what it was called, which it was really just a minute long trailer. It was just a trailer. trailer. Um, and so <laughs> uh, they released it during Monday Night Football. And, okay, so to be honest, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It was yeah. cool. It was fun. Um, action-packed. Yeah. Um, lots of really cool stuff. There was one line I wanted to point out, and I bet you probably thought the same thing. And it's basically talks. It's basically uh, Mando talking about, uh, he says, something to the effect of, um, I need to find other Mandalorians to show... And, and maybe they can show us the way or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the exact line, but it mm-hmm. was something to that effect. And I could not help but think about a couple of special Mandalorians, Bo-Katan and Sabine Wren. And so I want – there have been rumors that both of them will be involved at some point. I don't know if either of those has been confirmed yet, but um, – I mean, they're pretty close to – it's pretty close to it's, – it's not official, but it feels official <laughs> that it's yeah. happening. You know what I mean? Gosh, and they would be such a good little, like, guiding arrow to Ahsoka, you know? Yes. Like, you know, they find them and then they're like – like, you know, maybe they do a weird playful thing of like, of like, what if we hey, – Okay. Well, you know, what if we, Bo, what if we did this? And they're like, No, no, no. We couldn't. We couldn't. We couldn't take her, take them to her. No. <laughs> you know, like, most playful things. Not her. Um, <laughs> no, not her. Yeah. And then it's like four episodes, and then we get her yeah. just like taking off her hood, and then end of season two. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, yeah, that, that line did stick out to me though. I was like, oh man, who could that be? Yeah. My mind went to, yeah, either them or even Boba Boba, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I mean, yeah, like you said, the trailer didn't have a ton really. It was really just that line. I'm, which by the way, not a bad thing that the trailer didn't have a ton. Actually quite the opposite for me personally i i really like that uh the mandalorian handles um handles kind of their cards differently than the movies do um i like that they don't show us everything it kind of gives me more of a reason to want to watch the show and when i'm watching it it just makes watching it a more exciting experience like i get being disappointed that you didn't see like Ahsoka or Bo-Katan or whatever in this trailer. Like, I get being disappointed about that, but how much better is it going to be when you see them in the show, yeah, you know? I'm 100% um, with you. Yeah, so the child was such a cool reveal in season one yeah. because we had no idea at all, yeah. you know, that he was going to be there. Somehow, <laughs> how did that not get out? <laughs> I know, it's a miracle. Like, and, I mean, we've had casting rumors and mm-hmm. some confirmations and stuff like that. So, it's like we already know some stuff. But we haven't seen any images or anything. No. Like, nothing. Exactly. So. Yeah. 
Dude, I think you're I think you're you're right on there. I I look, if we saw Ahsoka in this trailer, I would have freaked out and I would have loved it. But yeah. I am almost more glad that I didn't see her. I want to see her for the first time in live action in the show, not knowing when it's going to happen and not knowing what background to look for. Like, oh, my gosh, that looks like what was in the trailer. I think Ahsoka's coming. Like, I don't want to I don't want any of that. I just want to be surprised, you know. And so um, I think I think the trailer was good. I think the uh, the first trailer they released was their best trailer for sure. Yeah. Like the the full the full trailer, um, it was just so freaking good. And uh, every other trailer has you know whether it was a TV spot or this, it, it they've been like pretty much showing a bunch of the same stuff for the most part. This one did yeah. show some more stuff, yeah. um, but it was all just kind of action based stuff, which was cool, mm-hmm. but. It didn't give anything away, didn't let us know what was going on in the season, except that Mando's going to be looking for some other Mandos, <laughs> right? So I did see one little thing that it may not be the same character, but it was the same species at least. Um, in the, there was like, there's like a quick shot of uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune driving like this thing, and little blue guy from uh the first episode of the show oh um there was at least one of his species in the cockpit with them oh wow it looked a lot like him didn't even notice yeah it's a really quick shot but i just saw this stark blue character there it looked like him though i mean because he was he was only um carbonated you know right and it's very conceivable because he was delivered to grief cargo so exactly yeah um i mean that's conceivable for sure so um that maybe he was that would be cargo dear god wow wait (laughs) i thought i was the one with the lame jokes (laughs) well you are father to a chihuahua now so you you got the dad jokes coming it's season two i can do what i want (laughs) Yeah, to be honest, I don't really care to have the blue guy back, but that's okay. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> Ben, do you have any other thoughts on the trailer? Uh, nope, I really don't. <laughs> you know, when I heard there was going to be a trailer, I kind of figured we'd spend a good bit of time talking about it. But there was, I mean, it was cool. It was fine. It was just yeah. like, there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So We're so close to it. It's like... Yeah, no. I don't. I don't want any more. To be honest, like I was texting one of my friends earlier. I was texting Michael Moorhead. And I was telling him, uh, I was like, "Do you want to see Ahsoka?" And he was like, "No, I really don't." And I was like, "Yeah, me neither. I'm good with. I'm good if they just don't give us hardly anything. Like I really, yeah. they gave us enough for the first trailer to whet my appetite, and now I'm good until yeah. we got less than two weeks now, y'all. We got eleven, ten days." Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Um, so, <laughs> guys, for tonight's episode, what we're going to do is uh, we are going to be covering, kind of in, just kind of going back in review over the first four episodes of season one of The Mandalorian. So, just kind of going over our thoughts. We're not going to go super, super deep about them, but kind of just going back over. Uh, ben and I are both re-watching right now, getting ready for season two. So we wanted to see mm-hmm. if anything has changed in our thoughts or 
uh, or anything like that, something maybe that we didn't notice the first time or or even just our general thoughts, even if they haven't changed. We wanted to just kind of talk about the season in review a little bit to ramp up for season two. So that's what we're going to do. Um, do you have anything before we get going, Ben? Um, my only thing initially. Okay. My initial thought. Not necess- it's not even I, I want to make sure this doesn't sound too negative. This is more so just like wow, already my- with the negative. Wow. <laughs> no, this is a this is a hope for season two. Um, and I may be alone in this too. I don't feel like season one, upon rewatch, I don't feel like it has super high rewatch value. Um, a lot of shows. That's not to say it's bad the second time you watch it. What I mean by that is a lot of shows will have things in there that you probably won't pick up on until your second, third, fourth watch. The Mandalorian, while very well executed, doesn't it's it's extremely straightforward. And sometimes it's to a fault because upon rewatch, it's re- it can get really boring um, for me personally. Um, and like I said, I could be alone in this, but that was my only initial thought as like a blanket statement. It's like not a negative necessarily. It's more like I just kind of I would love to see in season two, then maybe add just a single thin layer of maybe something to help that rewatch value just kind of go up a notch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because, you know, and it could also be because I am on a podcast and I've already watched the episode. I had to watch the episodes a couple of times, at least the first time I watched them, um, just cause I knew I was going to discuss them. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I felt rewatching it was just kind of like, it would be cool if they could add something to make the rewatch experience just a little more exciting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I know what you mean. Um, so when I was rewatching and let me say this, I have actually already rewatched the Mandalorian before this rewatch, probably mm-hmm. two other times. Okay. Um, I love this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I do too. I don't have a problem with the rewatch. If if anything, I actually think it gets better in a lot of ways upon rewatch. Okay. Uh, and I'll get into specifics when we start talking about episodes. But I did feel like the fr- you know, I guess it depends on your experience the first time. So your experience the first time, if I remember correctly, was like pretty overwhelmingly positive right yeah like yeah it was like every episode and for Mm -hmm. me i had to kind of ease into it a little bit because i expected one thing and i got something else yeah do you remember that i do it was about it was about season or episode uh it was the middle episodes and i realized that okay so this show is going to be serialized in some ways, but it's also going to have side quests and stuff. It's not going to be, you know, star Wars lost or star Wars game of Thrones. It's not (laughs) going to be like that. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be more like episodic in nature. Yeah. Um, 
when I once I knew that, I enjoyed everything more um, through the end of the season. And then upon rewatch, every time I've enjoyed it even more because I actually really like the episodic nature of the show. Like I really interesting, be- yeah. Because um, I think I think partially, dude. I think Rebels and um, Clone, Clone Wars. Wars really helped me with that. Like knowing, yeah. like it's okay, even though this is live action. There's no rule that says you have to do an hour long episode if it's live action. Like mm-hmm. uh, just because you can, should you? No, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like. Each episode is as long as it needs to be. I never feel like it needs to be longer. Like I did mm-hmm. at first because I didn't know what to expect. But now yeah. when I'm going back and watching again and I know what it is, I think it's great. Yeah. I freaking love it. So I, it's funny that you say that. My experience is it's better upon rewatch because now I know what the show is. Right. And now that I know what the show is. I love what the show is. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? And so I'll that go into funny. I'll go into more specifics once we start talking about the actual yeah. episodes, but um but yeah, does that make sense? It does. And it feels it almost feels like maybe we have in a way switched in a funny way. Yeah. So where like I think that when I was first watching Mandalorian, I was I had already been kind of in Rebels Clone Wars sort of a mode of like TV watching as well. And I think that I had you, you had not. And now you are currently, you, you keep, you've just, you you know, you finished Clone Wars and stuff. You're going back and watching some rebels, some too. Um, And I, however, I've been watching, I mean, somewhat, no, yeah, I've been watching mostly serialized shows. Like, I went through The Legend of Korra with my wife. I went through, uh, we're going through The Good Place right now, which is, like, surprisingly very, very episode-to-episode, episode, like, yes. a through story. Like, it literally just picks up right where the last one left off every time. Brilliant, brilliant, um, brilliant show. Yeah, if you haven't watched The Good Place, you're missing out. <laughs> it's um, so good. <laughs> go watch it. It's so good. Um... And then, so like, those are the shows I've been watching. So maybe that is kind of what I'm experiencing, Michael, is like, maybe my brain is hooked on this, like, sort of losty, serialized television feeling. Um, and yeah. I'm maybe missing that right now, just because I'm not in that zone yet. Yeah. Um, I can totally see that. Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes a lot of sense. because It is really, really funny how we've almost, like, I like perfectly flip-flopped here <laughs> like in <laughs> in like the situations that we have been in uh mm-hmm. going into like our perspectives you know what i mean um, yeah that's really funny actually it really is funny yeah because like i said it's not even a negative i literally was just like it'd just be cool to have some rewatch value you know um mostly just because i'm rewatching it again right now and also there is something i didn't think about until like just now I also like to watch people react to things. So yeah. like I've also s- kind of seen a lot of this be reacted to as well. So I have kind of rewatched it a lot in a way yeah. already. So yeah. Yeah, totally dude. I get it. And that's a dude. I will say this. That's a problem with watching people react to things. Cause they, you only get to watch the highlights, right? You only get like, yeah. you only get like 10 minutes tops. And so, uh, because that's all they can do. 
And uh-huh. so, like, you're used to, like, everything being a highlight because they always keep the best parts for your, for those things. <laughs> so now yeah. you're like, oh, I forgot that it's, like, way slower right here. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, I, I, yeah. I think there's some validity to that. Um, I would suggest going into season two. Obviously, you're going to finish rewatching season one. Maybe just right. pop on some Clone Wars. Just, like, get yourself in that yeah in that mode, you know? Like... Uh, I think I should honestly wreck if you're going to watch a comedy, like put on something that's like episode to episode. Mm -hmm. um, And then whenever it is serialized, it'll surprise you. You know what I mean? Right. Because the the Mandalorian and I from what I'm from what has been written uh, and what uh, John Favreau has even said is that there is going to be more. there is going to be more interconnectedness and big story mm-hmm. stuff going on this season. So I think we'll probably get more of that than we did maybe last season. Uh, yeah. I would expect anyway. Um, yeah. But regardless, we'll definitely get some. Like even even season one, five of the episodes were interconnected. You right. Know what I mean, yeah. the middle section was not. But um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, dude, that's. That's very interesting perspectives. I, I did not expect <laughs> you to say those things. Yeah, very. I didn't either. Very honestly. cool. Yeah. Before we go into what we're about to talk about for the episode, uh, I wanted to get into our Facebook questions. We we asked a few questions this week, just kind of like, what are y'all's thoughts on the episodes of Mandalorian season one? And uh, we we got a few comments from you guys, and we just figured we would uh, read them on the podcast. So without further ado, Ben, why don't you tell us the thoughts on episode one? Yeah. So Ryan Mayfield, uh, he commented, he said, the music plus the saloon slash Western feel is incredible. But can someone help me understand these bounty tracker devices? How do they work? That's one of my biggest questions about the whole series. Regardless, loved this episode. A great way to start the show. It's a good point. <laughs> he's he's like, got a great point. The trackers are tracking DNA, maybe? Okay, so know. here's the like, thing. Here's the thing. That's This is one of those things, and it's a great question, and it's a very fair <laughs> question, but it's also one of those things that it's like... It's Star Wars. It's Star Wars, man. <laughs> like, I mean, if you're going to ask that question, then you got to ask, like, wait, so how does hyperspace work? <laughs> yeah. And, like, wait, so the you can, you can do what with the Force? And how does that... Like, you... You can't explain everything in sci-fi or fantasy. Like, it's just not, it's not going to happen. This is clearly a deus ex machina. It's, it's, it's a plot device used to, uh, used to create tension (laughs) for Mm -hmm. our characters. That's, that's literally all it is. And actually they use it really well for that. It's they, that one scene where they all light up. Yeah. At the same time. Super great. Super effective. Um, but yeah, dude, I totally get it. But at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> they're not going to explain it. You have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. Yeah, they're just, not They're yeah. not going to explain it. No, I guarantee you. I would be shocked if they did. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew Miller, friend of the show. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> he commented, he said, chapter one had a little bit of everything. A strong debut 
with great balance. Three planets are shown, including the central world of the show, while also introducing a bulk of main side characters. Um, it has a lot of content without being too busy. Not only was it the intro- introductory course slash world building episode, the ending perfectly introduced the overall mystery of what season was in a quick moment. That's that perfectly describes it. Um, yeah. Honestly, that's a little scary to how I feel about the episode. <laughs> Me too. I mean, Drew is very Drew is always very much in sync with with uh, with both of us. But I he feel is. like in particular, in particular, he and I see a lot of things the same way. You do. <laughs> yeah, that's all for episode one. Great, great. So we only got one here for episode two, and it's from Drew Miller again. Uh, so he says, this chapter might be the most fun of season one with great directing and a fantastic soundtrack. I enjoy seeing Jawas and Canon on different planets. That's a great point. I did too. Yeah. I was really hoping that the creature he fought would have been a crate dragon. Oh uh, yeah. I get but that. But new creatures aren't, uh, are always welcome. I don't know what that is. Uh, crate hold on, dragon. tell me just a second. Tell me just a oh, second. Oh yeah. The child being force sensitive slash powerful this early on was a nice surprise. I figured we would see that later on. So that mud horn sequence was great. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. What is this crate dragon? The crate dragon is a creature on Tatooine that is referenced in, um, I think Legends. it's actually referenced. No. Well, yes, but I think it's also possibly referenced in a new hope. Oh, um, I know that the sound that Obi-Wan makes when he walks up to <laughs> uh, scare off the <laughs> Tusken Raiders. The one that's changed um, in every yeah. iteration. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be the sound of a crate dragon. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, until they changed it to an old woman ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's good. Um, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's that is probably the edit. Like, I know that I feel like George is just messing with us sometimes. <laughs> like, that's that's the edit that I just questioned so much. Uh, when I look at the edits that he added, I'm like, why? Like, it was such a cool sound, like the first time, and then he changed it to just the most unintimidating, <laughs> weird sound. I don't know. Um, I know, I know. Come on, By Drew. the way, I was looking ahead, and I think that Drew Miller is the only one who commented on all of these. He is. Um, <laughs> so, um, the, to be fair, um, I did not do a good job of <laughs> posting these. I posted, I posted uh, a few days ago. I started posting them one one per day, but then <laughs> the last two I forgot, and I posted them <laughs> both on Sunday. I actually saw that. <laughs> yeah, so that that was that's my fault. It's it probably just didn't get seen very well. It's fine. Yeah. Well, you want me to read uh, episode three, please? Cool. Drew Miller <laughs> again. Um, Drew Miller said, uh, "Incredible episode. This one really introduced a big mystery that I'm hoping season two answers." Who wants the child? And are the cloners of Camino involved as suspected slash shown? Um, I love the better look into 
the underground community of the Mandalorians, and that final battle with them was an awesome surprise. The yes. scene where Mando breaks into the facility was an epic mashup of Star Wars, James Bond, and Batman. Yes. That is a great point. That's a really great way to describe it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, very... Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's... It's brutal. <laughs> it is brutal. Yes. It's, it's it was also it's, it's Daniel Craig Bond and Batman. <laughs> yes. It's like, it's like Quantum Affleck of Solace Batman. Batman. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean uh James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Quantum of Solace Batman. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting a little mixed up, but it's fine. Yeah. No, I agree though. It's a great way to describe it. Yeah, that's great, dude. I love it. And then here we go. One last time with episode four, Drew Miller. This one is tied for my favorite soundtrack for season one with episode uh, with chapter eight. I love the Jurassic Park vibe that we get from the ATST. This one expand. This is that is something that I have said before. That's something that he has said before. Like I, yeah, I feel like I've heard that from a lot of people. It really gives a lot of it's people very a Jurassic, Jurassic Park yeah. vibe for sure is it brought in a major character with ties to the Rebel Alliance slash the New Republic. The appearance of the Lothcat was highly appreciated, too. I do love how the ending of this episode really pulled the rug out from under our sense of joy with the bounty hunter tracking them down. It was a nice twist regarding the guild. Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. It, w- it looked like it was going to be a really happy ending, and it w- was kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They had to leave, and Baby Yoda looked all sad. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, great sure. great stuff. Drew, as usual, right on point. Yeah. Um, we should, like, have you on or something. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, that said, you want to get into Season 1, Episode 1? Yeah. The Mandalorian. That's what it's called. Episode Um. Okay, so... Episode one, directed by Dave Filoni and written by Dave Filoni and John Favreau, Mm -hmm. right? I think so. So this episode is one of the things I wanted to talk about when I was saying it ages better. Yeah. So the first time around, I thought that this episode was fine. Um, It was like I was really excited about getting the Mandalorian. And Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously, like. I don't know if it could have done any wrong at that point, but it was, I could tell it was Dave Filoni's first live action directing job. And I thought it was an odd choice to have him direct the first episode (laughs) Mm -hmm. of this massive show. And so, um, I thought it was, I thought it was good the first time, but not great. Um, Dude, I've seen this like three or four times now. I think it's a fantastic pilot episode at this Me point. Me too. Yeah. I think that it does everything that you want a pilot to do. I yeah. think it introduces it introduces us to, to Mando. It introduces us to Grief Karga. Uh, right? Yeah. It introduces yeah. us to Grief Karga. It introduces us to um, IG-11. Mm-hmm. It introduces us to the world. It, it it really, really sets the tone for what this galaxy looks like in this yeah. time frame. Um, it really 
I mean, he really does. We see several planets. We see several places. We're really introduced to what post the last, uh, not the last Jedi, post Return of the Jedi looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool. You know, I thought he did a really good job of world building, which is something that we've always thought Dave Filoni was super good at. Um, and that was not even ever an issue for me before. Um, there's always I think there's still some pacing issues here and there. But I think in general, this pilot episode was fantastic. Yeah. And and then with all of those things I just said, you even have the cliffhanger at the end mm-hmm. that introduces us to the child. And yeah. it's like. Oh, okay. So this show is different than I thought. You know what I mean? It's like that mystery. And so it ends on that. And you're like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. And so it had all of that stuff. And then the wait, what moment at the end. That's what you want in a pilot episode. Yeah. It had Star Wars weird creatures. It had... Mm -hmm. uh, Star Wars toilet, it has, <laughs> it has, it has it all. And so, dude, of all the episodes, I think that this one has probably actually, maybe one more, but I think this is definitely one of the episodes that has gotten better for me over time. Yeah. Dude, I, I would definitely say that it is. You're right. It is like a really good pilot. Um, and I agree. I think that yeah, I was uh, the first time I watched it. I loved it. Um, I don't think that my feelings have necessarily changed on it. Um, one of the things I loved this time actually um, was one thing that did actually improve uh, rewatchability, I guess, for me was um, having seen how they make this show, getting to yes. watch this stuff now knowing like how they use like that uh what do they call it the The, volume the the volume like you're i'm watching it now i'm like how did they do that um for those of you who don't know they disney plus released a docu-series on the making of the mandalorian it's like eight episodes i think and um one of the episodes goes into the technology that they actually like pioneered to make this show what it is. Yeah. And the, uh, the big thing is called the volume, which is stagecraft technology used for video games and such like stuff like that. It's what makes them, it's what makes it look like they are actually where they are (laughs) in such a real way, but they're just in this like room of led screens. (laughs) Yeah. It's, really crazy you guys have to go watch it yeah it's really really crazy how they make this show yeah um yeah i so getting to watch it now knowing that there's some really cool stuff where i'm like he's just it looks like he's walking into this great big like big planet just walking off into a big horizon and he's just walking toward a screen like (laughs) It's just so cool. Yeah. Um, it really doesn't look like that, you know? So um, so that was really cool to see. Um, uh, something that struck me this time watching it um, was actually our blue friend um, 
the uh he seemed very um human oh, this yeah. time around which i think we talked about that before it's like it was like star wars is getting very star trekky in this moment um yeah uh not not necessarily a bad thing but it was just a little bit odd how like american he was yeah <laughs> um you know so anyways it uh so that that stuck out to me actually a little bit this time um i was actually again blown away by the like overall production quality like some of the effects and stuff i was just like it's just crazy that we get this in a tv show yeah like, dude um i think that my favorite part this time around was just the whole infiltration with ig11 Oh, I think that man. whole part yes. is just golden. Yes. Like it's got really great comedy that's not like shoehorned. It feels really natural with the whole like I'm going to self destruct. <laughs> He's like, nope, stop it. <laughs> um, beating <sighs> like unreasonably crazy odds. Um, you know, yes. like it's just it's exciting. It's so Star Warsy, um, and the way that they kind of like do that and then end it with that big, you know, Oh my gosh, what is happening moment with you, baby Yoda. It was just all such a great, like, like big turn of events. Um, and it was so much fun to watch. Um, so that was like my big highlight of this rewatch was just how well done that entire portion of it was. It just felt really really well put together dude i'm i'm with you there that is the highlight for me as well um i i just kind of put this together in my brain while you were talking about it um when you look at dave filoni's episodes so far Mm -hmm. uh i think that you you guys know if you've listened to this podcast before you know how i feel about episode five which is the next episode it's going to be the first episode we talk about next week in the podcast. That'll be fun. That will be fun because um, <laughs> uh, I have seen it multiple times and I still really don't like that episode. Um, so many issues with it. But if you want to divide an episode that's like, what, 30 minutes long into three acts, um, act three of that episode is quite good. It's really yeah. cool the stuff with uh, uh, what's her name the the assassin that they're going after. Um, mm. I can't remember her name, but the the assassin they're going after when they mm. when they are like going after her and like you know at night with those yeah. like flare things and all that. That stuff. seems so good. It's a really, really cool scene. I think Dave Filoni knows how to end episodes. I think he's yeah. really good with, um, with third acts, like everything yeah. culminating it, it, this. That's kind of my point. Like, cause, mm-hmm. um, I like the overall episode one way better than episode five, but like, I think it's the same kind of thing. The first couple of acts of this episode, if you want to call them that were, um, it was a lot of world building. It was a lot of like, just kind of explaining to us what this world was like. Oh, we had Queel in this one as well. Yes. Our beloved Ugnot. Um, and, uh, I mean, his, every word that he spoke was gold. 
and he has spoken. I have spoken. And um, so all of that stuff was great, but it was slower. It was just mm-hmm. kind of building the world a bit. And then that last, it all culminated into that last 10 minutes or so, and it was just so good. <laughs> the action was fantastic. It really so, was. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on, on the episode one? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I really liked it, though. Cool. Good so, episode. Uh, chapter two. Let's move on to chapter two. It's called The Child, directed mm-hmm. by Rick Famuyiwa. Finally got your name. I think. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on this episode? I think that this episode has an incredible pace to it. Um, it some. OK, so the best way I can describe this episode is like it feels kind of like the first act of a new hope. Yes. With a slightly higher tempo. Like, you know what I mean? It's like. It's like it has that feeling just a little faster, you yes. know, yes. a little more exciting. Um, and so, gosh, this one has a lot of like unexpected laughs in it uh, because of the Jawas. The, the, the humor in this one is so good. And some of it is so dark. And I don't even know if it's supposed to be funny. But when he just like at the beginning of the episode, we don't even really know this character yet. He just whips out his rifle and just starts disintegrating. Yeah, he just starts disintegrating Jawas like without any hesitation. <laughs> it's just still so shocking to me. Like, I know that they like I was I told uh, I was watching with Sarah and I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot how just like he just does it with no hesitation. And she was like, um, she was like, I mean, they suck. Like, essentially, she was like, I mean, they're terrible. I was like, I know, but, like, still, you know. I'm with Sarah. They're terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying the Jawas are, like, the most lovable creatures, but, like, it's just, it's still shocking to me just how much hesitation he does not have (laughs) killing them. Yeah. so that that was fun. Um, I think that this episode, yeah, it has some really great humor. Um, and I think that it also is just really good at being. Um, it's just I don't know. I think that the thing that keep, I keep coming back to is like it's a super well paced episode. And I remember the first time I watched it being a little disappointed by the length of it. Um, it not being very long. But I think this time I was actually really satisfied um, with how long it was. I feel like it was actually just the perfect amount of time um, and it didn't overstay its welcome. um, And it really just gave us a really fun, exciting thing. And the Jawas ate the egg. And um, and obviously, I mean, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the big, you know, the big moment where. Um, the child lifts the mud horn yes. with the force that, okay. Actually, I do want to say, I think the thing I've appreciated the most upon rewatch again is the music in this show. Hmm. Um, oh, man, and the so music good. in that moment, whenever, and I think we may have talked about this the first time, uh, we went over this, but like, uh, Ludwig Gorenson uses a little snippet of the force theme 
in that moment. Yeah. And it's so good because, like, you probably don't even realize it the first time you hear it. It's like three notes and then he goes to other notes. Yeah. It's like real quick and then it goes. It's just like it's just like the episode. Yeah. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It pops in and then you're out. You know, it gives gives you what you need and then gets out. Yeah. Um, it's so good, though. Yeah. And it really captures the magic of that moment. So I love this episode. I, I think this is just a super solid episode. Like, it's not my favorite of the season, but it it's probably one of the most well done as a whole piece. You know? Yeah. Dude, I'm with you on this episode. It, this one, um, you know what? Um, almost all of these episodes got better for me. This episode definitely did improve upon rewatches for me. Um, but I, what I love about this episode is just about everything. Um, but it feels like a video game. Um, yes. It I really mean, does. It's it's a quest, right? It you know, the the story part begins. It shows it shows Mando's ship being ravaged <laughs> by <Yeah. laughs> by the by the Jawas, and so <clears throat> the quest that we are now on is to get those parts back. And so, mm-hmm. um, oh man, so you have the part where uh, where he is chasing the uh, what's it called the the trans the crap the the sand crawler yeah the, thank you you have the moment where he's chasing the sand crawler and uh climbing up it that is yeah. so i mean i've played that video game like i literally <laughs> have and and then it even has like indiana jones elements like getting out of the way of the rock mm-hmm. and like that is so indiana jones is crazy yeah and uh and then you have, you know, fighting a mud horn and all this stuff. It's definitely a quest, you know, mm-hmm. um, and to get your parts back. And so yeah. I just think that element is super fun. And honestly, that's kind of a thing with this show, like in general, not just this episode. It kind of feels like a video game. Yeah. You know, you. Later on, he'll go and upgrade his armor and like all this stuff. It's <laughs> it's definitely very much a video game type of a feel for a show. But um, what I also really noticed about this episode is like it is, you know, coming off of Dave Filoni's episode. This episode, Rick Famuyiwa just directed the crap out of this episode. Yeah. It is it's sleek it's it's paced really well really not too quickly but just no. perf- perfectly like i don't even think about it. i don't even think about the pace right um the action scenes are wonderfully filmed yeah um the uh the first scene of the whole show actually the first scene of the of the of this episode where they're just like walking in quiet yes and you hear like the the drums the little like just that's yeah. all the music there is and it's so good and um turns out they're being followed by bounty hunters and mm-hmm. uh and they attack and we have this great action sequence right from the top yeah and all like all that would just did feel like he just knows how to direct this stuff like it's yeah. in his wheelhouse dude it's so good 
Um, and it did feel just a little bit. Everything felt just like a hair better than Dave's. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there was that, like, I could tell a season a seasoned director directed this mm-hmm. episode. Um, even though there wasn't, like, you know, we always say the first three episodes are connected. Mm-hmm. You could say this one is kind of its own thing, too. Like, it's yeah. not super connected. It's got Quill in it. Um, yeah. He's kind of the MVP of the episode. Um, yeah. But it's it's kind of its own thing. You can really make episode one and episode three, an, uh, you know, part of a story and then leave this one out and you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but uh, we always kind of think of it as 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 that together. But I think Rick Famuyiwa just kind of took this very simple premise and made it really, really enjoyable, really fun. It's hilarious. The Jawas, mm-hmm. when they're making fun of his accent, calling like he said, uh, they said he sounds like he's speaking Wookiee. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they started laughing. It's so funny. Uh, I love it. It's, it's yeah. really good. I really thought this episode did get much better upon mm-hmm. a couple of rewatches. Yeah, I would definitely say that my appreciation for this episode has grown. Yeah. Like every time I've watched it. Yeah. So do you have any other notes on it? Um, I don't think so. This it's just it's just a good episode. Like it's just it's hard to like find any flaw really or anything. <laughs> you know what? A good a great moment I just thought about is at the end of the episode after uh, Quill has helped Mando fix his ship. Oh the yes, the whole moment there. What a good where, a, yeah yeah where he where Mando is like, um, basically like let me pay you, uh, mm-hmm. or you know, and he doesn't accept it because it's just the right thing to do basically yeah and then he offers him a job and he still doesn't take it because he's worked so long to become to get free and he Mm -hmm. finally has freedom and mando's like i understand then all i can give you is my thanks yeah and it's just like this really great moment of respect and um i think they both really admire each other and it's just like a cool moment and yet again we are just shown the the wonderful personality and the wonderful uh, loyalty of Quill. Like we just yeah. th- this guy is so awesome. I love yeah. Quill. I just wanted too. to talk about that moment because it was really cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So let's move on to chapter three. Chapter the three. Sin. This one is directed by Deborah Chow or Cho. Do you know how it's pronounced so I get it right? Uh, I think it's, I think it's Chow. Chow. I think it's Chow. I think it's Chow. So, um, let me say this on this one. This one hasn't gotten better for me because it was already insanely good. (laughs) So, um, it didn't, it didn't need to get better. It just stayed awesome. (laughs) So, um, this episode is... Everything I wanted the show to be at first. Um, when I watched this episode through the first time, I was like, this is what I want. Like, I was just so yeah. excited about <laughs> it. And um, and uh, like from it's got it's got heart. It's got emotions. It's got amazing action. Deborah Chow 
excels in action. And she even talked about that in the mm-hmm. making of docu-series. She talked about how she just loves directing action. It's, she, mm-hmm. it's just in her wheelhouse, you know? And so it is um, – it's, it's just exciting. It's an exciting episode. It's mysterious. It's like, mm-hmm. who are these people that want Baby Yoda? Why do they want him? We still don't know. We still don't mm-hmm. know why – who that doctor is. Yeah. Um, and all yeah. that stuff. So, like, there's there's some mystery there. There's we still, still don't some mystery know. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And – yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, the, um, I would agree that this one has not gotten better. And it's just – but it's not a bad thing. It's just because it's so freaking yeah. good. Yeah. Um, I I agree. The, the One of the things I noticed about this one was that we still don't have that answer of the, the doctor. Yeah. And I, I kind of want to almost, like, keep a tally of the threads that I want to see, like, them do something with, you know? Yeah. Um, because this was something I actually forgot about, I think, um, was that this doctor randomly showed up and he's got that cloner, like the cloning um, symbol on his arm. Like uh, that the cloners had at the Camino. Camino. And so it's like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's like I, I want to know more about why they wanted the baby. Yeah. Um, and all of that. So hopefully we'll get some answers to that. That'd be cool. Um, I would agree The I think the, the the action's great for me. The thing actually that sticks out to me in this episode um, on top of the action as well is the tension. She's so good at tension too. the whole. And also I think Werner Herzog is just great at tension too. that whole interaction in there where he's talking to the Mando and like, he's like, like, what are y'all going to do with it? He's, and he's just like, you know, Bounty hunting is a complicated profession or whatever. Uh, Like, and he's like, you know, being like, how odd, how uncharacteristic of you to, uh, isn't that against the code and all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And then like, there's just this tension that you can feel when watching that scene. Um, This whole episode is so good at that. Like, it's like, it's both tension and anticipation kind of building for the action to come, you Mm -hmm. know? It's like you're just waiting for that little <clears throat> moment that happens where Mando shuts off his ship and starts going. And then you're like, yes, here we go. Like, <laughs> and, you, and then yeah. from that moment, you're just locked in it. Yeah. I think that there's something to be said for how well she did that little build up to that moment where he That's shuts really- off his ship. Um well, because yeah. she used great visual storytelling to do that. Because yes. because in the first part of that episode, you see the child trying to play with that little ball on top of the of the lever. Yep. Um, in the ship, and Mando was like, "Stop playing with that! It's not a toy." <laughs> like he was just yeah. like really stern with him, and like he kept still trying to play with it. And um, so he gets, at, you know, fast forward later on in the episode. He gets back on the ship after he's dropped off the child and he gets on the ship, starts it up, and then he looks at the ball. Mm-hmm. He looks at the lever. He has his hand on it and he's like twisting it. And it's like, wow. Like, yeah, I know exactly what he's thinking right now because of 
that it sounds simple, but that storytelling was perfect. I know exactly yeah. what he's thinking. I know exactly the dilemma he's I, I know what he's feeling. And mm-hmm. uh just a great job. Like you said, there's like a tension and then there's also the anticipation and the story. They all kind of converge at the same time. And then what we get next is just unabashed awesomeness. That is <laughs> yeah. definitely one hundred percent earned. Yeah. You know? It's like a payoff. It's for a that pay, feeling, it's a payoff. You know? And it's almost and, and at this point it's a it's a I don't want to say a heist. It, it's a little more violent than a heist. Uh, it, it, dude, it is brutal too. Like that one yeah. part where he burns the stormtrooper alive. Oh my gosh, I know. It, oh man, it's so good. It really is. It's, it's good amazing. Episode. So yeah, I think this. I think this episode, and then at the end of it, they get in the shit. Oh, we skipped past the part where. Uh, we didn't even talk about the beginning of the episode where the Mandalorians come into play. Yeah. Um, we got John Favreau himself playing mm-hmm. Pos Vizsla, right? Mm-hmm. I remember you told me about him the first time we watched the show. You told yeah. me about how, like who he was related to, and I was like, okay, I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, now I do. Um, so that was fun. really cool, really fun to see. And... Um, I love the armorer. The armorer is so cool. She's yes. such a cool character. I can I really hope we see more of her. Me I think too. we will. I think we will. And uh yeah, so they uh when we see Mando in a seemingly hopeless situation later on in the episode, all the other Mandalorians come and rescue him because this is the way. Yeah. And uh it really, it really is a really cool moment, really fun, pretty mm-hmm. predictable. I, I think it's kind of predictable, but it was really um, – I thought either that would happen or Baby Yoda was going to use the Force again. But I, right. I'm glad this happened instead. You can't overuse the Force with Baby Yoda. Like you got right. – they saved him for the end of the, of the season yeah. really well. So I agree. Yeah. Um, really great. I, this episode – I don't know. I probably rated it like a nine or nine and a half or something. I would keep it right there. Nothing changed. It's just freaking great. <laughs> Good episode. Yeah. yeah. So do you have any other thoughts on it? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just, just a real, this one is, it's peak Mandalorian for me. So good. Yeah, it is. It's definitely if I'm rating all the episodes in the season, it's definitely in the upper echelon yeah. of, of them. So that leaves us one more episode. This episode was controversial when it came out. It was. So this is episode four, Sanctuary. It is directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. So first of all, yeah, Ben, you seem like you were wanting to uh, go ahead and kind of give your thoughts there. What, what did you think of this episode? This was my favorite one to rewatch of the first four. I funny love enough. talking about this episode. This episode is so good. I don't I don't know what we all didn't like about it the first time we watched it. Like, I don't, like, I know that um, I, I was never really in the camp of not liking it. I think that I was always sort of in the camp of it's Fine. there. 
it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, but for some reason, this time watching through, and I don't know if maybe it was just because the tone was more what I was looking for. Um, you know, maybe I'm not in a super gritty mood right now. Um, and so, like, it's super different in tone from the one right before it. Yeah. Um, so I understand being, you know, feeling kind of like you just got whiplash <laughs> whenever yeah. you're going into this episode. Um, for me, uh, rewatching, it actually felt like a really great... Now, this actually might be a product of um, watching it in the, like, you know, kind of binging format as opposed to watching it week after week. Um, I was not given the opportunity to build up anticipation for the next episode right? this time and make up my own mind on what the next episode was going to be. Um, Plus, you already knew what the episode was going to be. I did already know what the episode was going to be, but I also feel like pacing-wise, right after Chapter 3... It feels great to have a little bit of a deep breath. It does. I agree. Um, and I think that it's actually really well placed. Um, I think a lot of shows feel like if they have momentum, they have to keep running with that same pace. Um, and sometimes it's just not true. I think that more shows should feel free to do what they did and actually take a minute after this amazing pinnacle of action and slow down, give us some really sweet character moments. Like, let us just get to know the Mandalorian for a second. Let us see him struggle with him, his feelings for a second, you know? Um, and let us see sort of this different story that gives us another glimpse of what another part of the galaxy looks like. Um, with some really beautiful, awesome music um, we get to meet Cara Dune, who I really like. I like Cara Dune a lot. Um, I know that some people are like, she's not a great actress, blah, blah, blah. I think she's a great character. I like her a lot. I've, I have a lot of fun watching her. Um, she's freaking awesome whenever she's like fighting the Mandalorian um, in that first little <laughs> fight that they have outside of the bar or whatever. Um, that's great. Um yeah, I don't know. This episode for me just it I really enjoyed this one um on rewatch this time and I think that that's actually been a pattern. I think every time I've rewatched this one, I remember, gosh, I really like that one. So for me uh and I I think again, I will say I think that episode 3 was like like when I say that that's like peak Mandalorian for me, I I still stick with that. Like I think it is just really good Mandalorian. For, on a personal enjoyment level, though, I think that episode four for me this time was the one I enjoyed the most on rewatch. Um, and I like I like the situations that it puts the Mandalorian in. Um, and I think it makes his character way more interesting for the rest of the show. So, yeah. Dude, I couldn't agree more. Um, you and I don't always agree on this stuff. Um, we we're generally both more positive about Star Wars in general, but yeah. Um, but <laughs> I do think I do think we have some differences of opinion on some of this stuff. But like on this episode, we are right in sync with each other. I don't understand the <laughs> criticism for this episode. Like yeah. Well, okay. Here's one of the criticisms, and I and I'm gonna debunk it right now. 
It's a filler episode. Boo. No, it's not a filler episode. A filler episode is the next episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I have a theory that no one knows what a filler episode is. Like, yeah. I'm not, and I say that I don't even think I do. Like, I think that everybody uses the word filler episode to mean whatever they want it to mean. <laughs> a filler episode is an episode that doesn't do what you want it to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is exactly what a filler episode is. Okay, here's a filler episode. It, it, this is what my definition of a filler episode is. Um, lost expose doesn't yes. mean it's a bad episode. Yeah, it just means that w- whatever is in this episode, you can pluck it out of the show, and it's not important. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not important to the narrative of the show. Doesn't push the character development along. It's literally it. It's just not important. Mm-hmm. Personally. I feel that way more about episode five. Mm-hmm. You could even make an argument. Uh, I was going to say you could even make an argument for episode two uh, being more of a filler episode. But I think his relationship with Quill is very important. So Also, the whole force moment out with yeah, the child. Yeah, so that's a dumb argument. Don't, don't pretend <laughs> I didn't say that. So, yeah. But that said, uh, people called this episode a filler episode, and it's not. They were very intentional in this episode about asking questions about, like, when do you when was the last time you took that helmet off? Mm-hmm. Do you ever take it off? Has when when was the last time you were seen without it? And he talked about, you know, his parents were killed mm-hmm. um, when he was no young when he was no just barely older than the kids playing outside, and how. Uh, the Mandalorians took him in. So he yeah. gladly will wear the helmet and the armor. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, that was just the beginning of it though. It, this episode, you really started to see, um, really this episode and episode three, but you really started to see like Mando really cares yeah. about people and he really cares about the child. Mm-hmm. Um, Mando is searching for something like I, you really get this sense that if, if things were different, he would totally settle down with this beautiful girl and like he would totally settle down and, um, have a happy life. And, um, but things are different and he's, he has to protect the child. I feel like this episode, my point is it pushes his character forward. Mm hmm. It and also he meets Cara Dune, who becomes integral to the story later. Yeah, um, it's like uh, in all of that happens in a neatly packaged episode that with a bow on top of it that's not going into the next episode, right? So right. that's what people think about as a filler episode. No, it's just a side quest. It's a side yeah. quest that has a lot of important stuff in it. Yes. I 100% agree. And I think that also I yeah, like like I was watching um <laughs> me talking about watching reactions again. I was watching somebody react to an episode <laughs> of The Good Place. And it was the only time that he had said, I think it was in season 2, but he said that um it was he was like, I don't know guys, I feel like this is a this was like a filler episode for me. Like I feel like it was a filler episode. Um, it didn't like progress anything and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was like, it had like 
full-on character development for one of the characters. And, like, it was, I mean, yeah, it didn't, like, technically take huge strides forward. But, like, I think that people don't take, I don't know. I think sometimes people just, especially after something like Episode 3, people are looking for that awesome, like, action and things to be happening and, like, exciting things to be going on. And they kind of just, they don't appreciate the slower moments of character development. Um, Even, like, the subtle character development, too. Like, I think Mm -hmm. people don't take subtle character development um, seriously enough because like this, this episode does that. Um, I think this show does that a lot. Honestly, I think that with the kind of character man, the Mandalorian is it has to be subtle. All of his character development has to be subtle because yeah. he's just a, he's like, I say, he, I was about to say he's subtle and he's like bad a, but you know what I mean? Like whenever I say that he's right. not very emotive, you know? No. Um, and I think that, yeah, like, we do it. A dis- we do our char- the characters a disservice whenever we don't let them slow down and let them have these episodes that get a little bit more, yeah, personal. Maybe even a little like mushy here and there. Um, and I don't know. I I like this Dude, episode I, a lot. I agree, and I think I think a lot of a couple of things. First, I think a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people, and myself included, I can do this too, kind of think that that we forget we separate plot with character development. We, we like if if the plot doesn't move forward, we can think, oh, the plot didn't move forward. That was a filler episode. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, but you have to have both. You can't yes. just if a if a show is just plot driven and not character driven, then you have like. Oh my god, what show even does that? Like that's no show that's on the air would do that cuz no one cares. Like, you know? Yeah. And you so have to have good characters. You have to you have, have characters have- that people care about. And so, you know, and then on the flip side, you can't have all character episodes. You have to have something going on at some point plot-wise or people are going to lose interest. So, yeah. there's a balance you have to find and I feel that because of what the first 3 episodes were, we found the balance. We now have the 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 room to give Mando just some character time, yeah, some character growth time, and and I thought that's what this episode did in a beautiful way. And I also think we live in a world where uh, television is at a an all time high in quality. Um, you have shows like. Game of Thrones, which I've never seen, but I know a lot of people hold it to very high standards of like this, you know, television. You had a few years ago Breaking Bad. You have shows like House of Cards a couple of years ago before the fifth season. Uh, you have. You can say that about Game of Thrones too. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, before okay, the uh, okay. eighth and maybe, yeah, before the eighth season for sure. <laughs> it's, hard, yeah. it's hard to continue a show <clears throat> like that, like consistently, I guess. Yeah. Not for Breaking Bad, though. Perfect all the way through, y'all. Go watch it. Ben, I don't think you've seen it, have you? No, I haven't. I'm a little scared because I'm a tiny little sensitive boy. Um, Yeah, you and Sarah would be just (laughs) wrecked, completely wrecked. Um, But, like, but we live in a world where that is the expectation, Yeah, you know? 
and then you also we also live in a world where everything is interconnected. If you have a superhero movie that is not interconnected with a cinematic universe, everyone freaks out. And you know what I mean? And so like <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of a thing. Yeah. It's like everything has to be interconnected and it has to move the plot along and all blah. No. Let Mando's character grow. That's what I care about in this moment and it did. And it's mm-hmm. wrapped up in a really fun uh, samurai movie rapper. Yeah. And we I get freaking, we get, uh, crap. What's the, what's the machine called? The, the Walker. Oh, the, uh, ATST. Yeah. We get freaking yeah. ATNT. A- ATNT. ATNT. <laughs> <laughs> we get freaking ATSTs. Like, I mean, and they're awesome. And I love how, yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard films that scene like it's a Jurassic Park movie. Like it's mm-hmm. oh man, dude, I love this episode. It's it's it really it's, might be my favorite. <laughs> it's so good. I feel like we say that every time we talk about this episode. Yeah. I do think just one more thing on like characters and plot. I think that there's like two maybe there's two different schools of thought. I don't know. To me, I feel like most uh I feel like most like showrunners and um filmmakers at least that I've like heard talk about film tend to talk about how the plot is meant to serve the characters. Um, and there, but I do think that maybe a lot of people watch things feeling like the characters are supposed to serve the plot. Like the characters are supposed to push the plot forward where it's more so like the plot is really there to serve the characters and give us more interesting stories because the characters are what bring us back every week. It's like, yeah, the plot's interesting. Obviously the plot is there so that we have something that is developing these characters because like we're relational creatures, you know, mm-hmm. we want stories and stories are about characters. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's really what the point of these of like shows and stuff are. It's to give us characters that we want to learn more about and go on a journey with. And I think sometimes we just get wrapped up in wanting to see where the plot goes mm-hmm. and we don't slow down with the characters, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we just all need to like, I think it comes down to expectations at the end of the day. And I think yeah. we all just need to sit back and let them give us what they've written and what they yeah. want to give us, you know, and let it happen. And then we can dislike it if we want. But at the end of the day, um, I, I think people need to get a couple like whenever people criticize things, I think we need to know what we're what it is we're actually criticizing. Yeah. You just didn't like the episode. If you you don't don't call this a filler episode. It wasn't. Yeah. Don't if you, you don't like just, it, that's fine. You can just call it an episode <laughs> you didn't like. That's fine. Yeah. But it's not a filler episode. It's important to his character growth. You know, Um, same thing with like, oh, this filled with plot holes. No, that's not you don't know what a plot hole is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just like, yeah, people use plot hole like way incorrectly all the time. It's full of plot Uh, holes. You mean it didn't have the plot that you wanted? Yeah. Wanted. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So. Um, ben, one little fun fact for you, and I think you will appreciate this because of one of the shows you're watching right now. Eugene Cordero. Do you recognize the name? Pillboy. Pillboy is in this episode. Oh my gosh, was he? 
Yep. How did I miss that? He's one of the villagers. He's the one that goes and finds Mando with he's with another guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you go watch it again, you'll see him. Yeah. He's Pillboy from The Good Place. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was watching earlier and I was like, oh my god, that's Pillboy. <laughs> Pillboy! <laughs> Bortles! Bortles! <laughs> Um, yeah, I thought you would appreciate that. That was pretty great. That's so great. Yeah. When are we going to start our Good Place podcast? Uh, now? Uh, hey, guys. Welcome to Good Boys. <laughs> good Boys. <laughs> A certain point of good. Uh, <laughs> That's good. Oh, Lord. Do you have any just kind of stray thoughts about the first four episodes of this season or anything like that? Um... I think that this season, this is a great show. This is a great season. I know I started off kind of oddly weird um, about like the rewatchability factor or whatever. And I've, and as you can tell, I've enjoyed each episode still. Like these are still great episodes. I think that my thing was just coming out of watching serialized TV. I think I do just find I have a preference for that like, through line sort of storytelling, I guess, or something mm-hmm. that maybe just gives it a little bit more rewatchability. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, this is just such good TV and great Star Wars. Um, and I think that going back and watching it, you really see um, sort of you can really appreciate the the slowdown of Episode Four. You can really mm-hmm. appreciate the excellent direction of episode two um even if maybe the first time you watched it you felt like it was too short or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um i find that a lot of the complaints that we could have had the first time we watched it kind of just disappear with a rewatch which is pretty cool because we know what it is now like yeah we didn't know what we were getting into the first time yeah yeah and i think that is very important for us to remember as well like guys like we we have to we have we need to come in with this stuff at a healthy mindset because guess what we live in a world where big blockbuster movies are in danger right now yeah um with the with covid-19 happening and all the movie theaters closing and all that stuff it is a it's kind of a scary time for uh for movie theaters and if they go under blockbusters are I mean, gonna be super rare. Um, and I, you know, this might be what star Wars looks like for a long time for us. Yeah. Um, it it comes in the way of shows and Mm -hmm. streaming, you know, um, which I'm totally down with. I think, I think it's, uh, I think there's a new season for everything and, um, you know, but I think we need to get used to that possibility mm-hmm. that we this like this is how Star Wars looks now for a while, yeah. <laughs> you know. So um, with all that said, I think we're good. Um, if you don't have anything else, Ben. Um, Disney didn't ruin Star Wars. It's all I'm going to end up with. Not even a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe just a little bit with Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, um, a just kidding just kidding um so guys for the next episode we are going to continue with our 
rewind of uh, the Mandalorian season one. We're going to talk about episodes five through eight. So uh, that's going to be really, really fun. Yeah. Lots of goodness there. Um, and then we're also going to talk about our our expectations, maybe predictions, maybe just like what we want to see, what we don't want to see from season two. And then the next week we will be watching season two, the first episode. I just got, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Y'all we're so close. <laughs> the Mandos Lorian. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Delete everything. We're starting the whole episode over. <laughs> well, maybe we should. This has been a wreck. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, Ben, you good? Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a certain point of view. And until next time, may the force be with you. Always. Always.